I appreciate that. that. You hit stop and play. Don't you have to download it, honey? No, only when we switch from remote to oh, okay. this. But we're we're good whenever you want to. Okay, so I can go. Yeah. All right. This is Table Talk, the <laughs> bonus episode for Live from the Table, the official podcast of the world famous comedy. Sally, this is Dan Natterman, host of Table Talk, with my co-host of Table Talk, Periel Ashenbrand. Hello. And we are blessed to be joined by Noam Dorman, the co-host of Live from the Table, yeah. or the main host, or whatever you want to qualify him. Hello, Dan. <laughs> and Jason <laughs> Salmon, who was our guest um, for Live from the Table, and he has a new special out. We'll plug it once again. Biscuits and Gravity, coming yeah. out on YouTube. Um, we discuss first of all, uh, this, 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 the bonus episode tends to focus more on comedy okay, than, great. than the main episode and, 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 and more focuses on the, on, 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 uh, personal stuff. Now, Periel and I did a show in Scarsdale on Saturday that Periel's producing a show. Periel's branching out and she's producing a show at a, at a restaurant in Scarsdale. Is that correct, Periel? Yeah. It's like they have a little room off of a restaurant that they use for all sorts of things. And they asked me if I wanted to start. They actually want me to do two shows a month, but I started, I said, let's try one. It's a very small one, like 45 people. Yeah. So it's hard yeah. to make any money, but you make a few bucks. And if you do two shows, you can make a few more. Bucks. Yeah. And I picked Dan up at the train station. Right. How much cover charge do you charge? 25 bucks. Mm. And it's what's interesting is that people Scarsdale is very close to the city, but there's a lot of there's a market for people who just don't feel like coming to the city. Yeah. But they do want to see stand up comedy. So uh, as close as Scarsdale is, these people were happy to, um, I guess, have some place that's that's there's right around the corner. People out there, they'll pay more than twenty five. Some of the clubs charge more than twenty five. That's now. okay. I'm not trying to be greedy about it. I just I'm ex it's nice to it's convenient and it's a really fun room and I there really is like a great demand for it. How did Dan do? Oh my God, he killed. Oh. He was so funny, and they just loved him. I'm not well, gonna lie, if somebody said, "Who are the Scarsdale <laughs> comics in the city?" I'd be like, Dan Adam. Well, they tend to they tend to be upscale and um, Jewish. I think. <laughs> I think it was range. like it was Jewish, but there was also Italian people in the room. And but what's interesting, by sheer coincidence, no one was talking on the main show about. The how one 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 fine day in the late seventies or early eighties, you weren't allowed to call uh, Asians Orientals anymore. You had to call them Asians. Now I have a joke, me 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 me. But this is the bonus episode. We do a lot of <laughs> me 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 here. I have a joke from my book, my book Iris Spiro before COVID, available on Amazon. One in my book, there's an Asian character that does a joke about how white people love to adopt Asians, and that she knew an Asian in school. That was adopted by Jews, and said, and and he said, "Don't call me a chink, you fakak the schmuck." Okay, it's an Asian character in the book saying that. <laughs> now, I felt that I couldn't say that. Now, I wanted to figure out how I could adapt that joke to my act, but felt, and I think rightly so, that saying chink out of my mouth would be so harsh yeah. that it would kill the joke. I now. think you got to start out by saying. By the way, I'm doing an impersonation, just in your voice, go, I'm doing an impersonation of that Asian person right now. I found a better idea. Yeah? I found a do? better idea. I changed I changed the joke, and, you know, the joke is actually better this way anyway. I probably, if I had to rewrite the book, I would put it this way in the book. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, a lot of white people adopt a uh, Asians. I knew a, a Korean guy named Jason Horowitz back in school, and he said to me, I'm Asian, not Oriental, you fuck the schmuck. <laughs> so I completely... Made it That's good. much more palatable. Now, since this is personal about comedy, obviously, 
We talked a little about the a little bit about depression in the first hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan doth protested too much. So Dan, spill it. Well, I've had my issues, you know, but also I am also learned about it. I, I uh, Gary Goldman uh, famously uh, had a special called The Great Depression where he discussed his battle um, and his use, I believe, of electroconvulsive therapy. But, but I know what it is to be depressed. Yes, I do. So it bothers you. You, get, you, you, you take umbrage when people talk about this stuff because well, they, they don't know what the fuck they're well, talking about. Well, I don't know about, if right? I take umbrage. I'm je- I, t- I take jealousy. Yeah, but when I was talking about, like, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen's upset about his life, he should, you know, he should buck up. You're like, you, you, you're as angry about that as I've ever seen you angry about anything. Like, that really bothered you. Because, he, like, he I'm angry because... The bubble I'm, over his head is like, no, I'm doesn't know what the fuck he's yeah, talking about. Yeah, and my anger is that I'm jealous, insanely jealous of anybody that's that clueless about depression. <laughs> uh, God bless you. God bless you for being that clueless about it. Yeah, but, you know, you're not being quite fair to me because I, I immediately cordoned off the idea that if he if he actually has a clinical disease oh, well, that's yeah. different i'm saying that there is there are other people then who just become in, enamored with themselves well, I, 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 I don't know about that have you have you i, I don't know what, what you're saying is valid that there's people out there just saying woe is me you know i mean maybe have but, you but, have you been in therapy a lot what do you think? I do. I assume. <laughs> I don't know. I have been. Any anybody I talk to in comedy, by the way, I assume has been in. They've therapy. All, have you been in therapy? I haven't. Me no. I would, well, it here's shows. The thing. No, no, but here's no, but, but no, 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 doesn't believe. One in of it. the one of the things that I learned way back when when trying to figure out uh, somebody some some uh, youth pastor in in our church mm. d- didn't know anything about the Bible, so he's like, I'm gonna teach these kids about. Uh, temperaments and the melancholic temperament like there's four basic temperaments one's uh phlegmatic which is laid back which is basically me melancholic which is artistic which is either sad Jew-y. or <laughs> yeah i think it was originally they had to change it from jewy yeah. to melancholic no. uh, but yeah no where i was jewy was acceptable but i call it melancholic now when i recap Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the sanguine is the very sort of social person, and then there's the choleric, which is the driven type A. Um, and people who are melancholic tend to have these huge artistic capabilities, these huge drives to be artistic, but also on the flip side tend to be so uh, just go into these huge depressions because there's this chemical makeup of their persona. I don't even know if it's chemical, to be honest with you. I don't. No, well, 100%. clinical depression is certainly chemical. Right, right. But I think well, look, I, th- I think I mean, there's some, arguably of it, some of every, it. Everything is chemical, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that it is all chemical. I mean, we're, but, we're, but, we're, we're atoms and molecules. We're, chem- we're a chemistry set. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, I have in in every every situation that I've analyzed using that thing, that it always seems to make sense. Like it fits one of those. One of those uh, things. What type are you? Sclerotic? Phlegmatic. Phlegmatic. What does that mean? Is, that is the Fleming. the plus yeah, side is laid back. The downside is lazy. So that's me. That's my primary. Now, I the only one I don't have is choleric. I'm not. I'm not driven. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the best formula is? Not for artistic uh, brilliance, but for success in show business. Driven is a huge part because you got to market like crazy. Sanguine is probably pretty good because which that, one's sanguine that, again? Sanguine is uh, social, so glad-handing people and marketing and doing that, like especially especially in show business. 
being able to do that and also it makes you more apt to like want to perform to like have that like i i could be very comfortable just writing stuff you know as opposed to uh, performing for stretches of time where some people can't not perform uh what if i what if i offered you uh the, the, your career, whatever your biggest, I'll career, take it. Whatever <laughs> your biggest is... career goal is, I don't know what yeah. that. Would, what is your biggest career goal? My biggest as career as goal uh, would be to uh, to have my own sitcom. Have my I'm going to offer you that. All right, I'm going to offer. I'll you take that. it. Well, I I have it. Those aren't. This all is the why I'm bad at negotiating. The, first of all, I, those I could have just said, but you're going to die in five years. I I I I haven't finished the the the, the offer yet. Nor have you said something that's turned me off to it. The, I'm going to I'll give you the career okay. of your dreams. You're going to be 15% objective to the extent that we can be objective, less funny, less respected by your peers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I, I mean, that's to the extent that we can be objective about that. You're going to be less funny. Okay. Your, pe- your peers are going to be like, oh, God, he's doing the Spirit Airlines joke again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Which is, by the way, full disclosure, one of my jokes. Do you have a Spirit Airlines I joke? I do. I do, but it's Sorry, but I yeah. take but I take the flip but side. I talk about how much I like Spirit okay, Airlines. Okay, okay, well that's valid then. Okay, yeah. I actually I mentioned Spirit Airlines too in one of my jokes. I'm it's a not, huge fan. Not of a Spirit, Spirit Airlines joke, but I do mention. Spirit okay, Spirit. okay. What's the other part of this? So you're that's saying. it. You but you get well, the fame the and the yeah. fortune. I zoned out for one second. I came back here. I was talking about Spirit Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Spirit's not so bad. I've I've used them to go to Las Vegas, and uh, you play your cards right. It's it's not a bad. Spirit Airlines is the socialism of airlines. I would. I, you pay a little extra, you get a big seat yeah. up front. Yeah, so horrible. But everybody knows exactly how much you paid. It's it's what it is. It's very much socialism airlines. Why does everybody uh, know exactly how much you paid? Because it's, it's ev- on the back because, of your seat. No, no, it is. I mean, w- you know that this these seats cost this much. These seats cost this much. These seats cost this. Much. You know that on a regular airline too. No, on a regular airline, I could be sitting right next to somebody who paid. Well, it's also less. about oh, right. when they booked it. So yeah, I, yeah. I, on I, Spirit, it's not that. The seats are always that. Now the base charge is when you book it. You could it could be really cheaper, but Spirit, I've, I've like they've saved they've saved my life so many times with just little things that have happened. Like one time I forgot I had been doing one way flights because that was cheaper for a stretch, mm-hmm. and I forgot to book a flight back, and I realized that when I landed, and I, it was just for doing a, doing a club for a weekend, and I found a Spirit flight for a hundred bucks to get back to New York, and I was like, this is great from Dallas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it sounds unsafe. Is it it's safe? not unsafe. It has a safety it's record. Is you ever hear of a Spirit Airlines crash? Oh, Knock the, on wood. The sample size is possible. Well, here's I the thought, thing. It's a big fucking airline. No, they no, got like a hundred fucking. Their fleet I, I will is tell huge. you this. I fly. I've flown them a ton from Dallas, New York to Dallas, and they have. They never. Have, they have York. never screwed me over. Right, not well, one time. Also not Delta, ha- us Delta has. American has. United has. All of those have screwed me over. Spirit has not. Uh, now it is a no frills airline, so it is. But they, but it's like I all I do on a plane is work anyway, so I don't care to take a nap. So if my chair doesn't lean back, which they don't on Spirit, none of the chairs lean back. Right, exactly. And that is if if you want a chair that leans back, don't fly Spirit. Absolutely, but I. Bus. But for yeah. me, for me, it really Why is. Do none of the chairs lean. By back? the way, their fleet size is 194. Well, this is a substantial. To be fair, operation that they're running. To be fair, now how many how many how big do you think the fleet size of American Airlines? Hold on, Dad. Why why don't why don't the chairs lean back? I don't know, but I will tell you I see the logic in it. And because when you are in front of me leaning back your chair, 
I am subject to whatever happens. If I had my computer there, I almost had my computer like slammed down on when a guy like leaned the chair back in front of me. Just randomly, like I had, we had been on the plane for two hours, and he just suddenly decided he was going to lean his chair back. But the, the tables, like they, yeah, they stay straight, don't they? No, they don't. No, those are. I mean, I mean, the chairs. Two thousand twenty-three. We have engineering. No, we do have engineering. We just, but that costs money, and that's not what the airlines want. But everybody wants to spend the least amount of money to make the most amount of money. That's what everybody's doing, and. The middle chair, the middle seat. You sound on like a Kanye now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the well, you know, I, I will take that. I will take <laughs> that. Uh, they have 194 planes on Spirit. JetBlue, how many would you guess JetBlue has? 326. 284 with 142 on order. So, smaller than JetBlue, but a substantial operation. Solid operation. In any case, would you take the offer that you? I would. I have spent. I have spent most of my time in comedy being funny and respected and unsuccessful. So <laughs> I will, it, I will, yeah, I'm like, enough. I feel like I've gotten a solid handle on what that. How disrespected would you be willing to go? Would you be willing to be I a complete, complete ass clown of the comedy community, but a multi, <laughs> but, but a very wealthy one? Uh, now that you've used uh, the scientific jargon of ass clown, <sighs> that that brings it to a whole other level. Uh, no, I mean, there's a point at which I would say no. I mean, I I don't like doing stuff that I feel like. Uh, so it it well, would, you wouldn't. You it wouldn't. would bother me viscerally some, but. Do you make most of your money off acting now or off stand-up? Or it's about half and half? Until the pandemic hit, I made most of it on acting. Uh, stand-up is, prob- is probably is probably 60% of it now. Do you, would, you, would you prefer? Uh, what, what kind of mix would be your uh, ideal mix? I mean, acting, you don't have to do as much work to make way more money. It depends. Um, unless, I mean, unless, I mean, like, unless you're at the level like where you're doing well, if you're arenas. But day. if I'm doing arenas, it's, yeah. I also don't want to, you know, I'd love to do an arena, but I, I talk to, I mean, being at the cellar, you, you talk to so many comics who've done arenas and they're like, do theaters. They're like, they're like, arenas are great for the money. Theaters are like the best stand-up experience. Yes, the, I think the so. pinnacle of the stand-up. I think experience. so. But if you want to make a quick million dollars, you, you yeah. go to an arena. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, if if it were all about making a quick million dollars, of course I'd do an arena. But but yeah, I mean, uh, I. I think, I think doesn't necessarily make a lot of money. If you do day rolls, I tell you, a day roll at act, scale for a thousand bucks a day or maybe two thousand a day. Right. Well, I will tell you, acting on TV shows did hasn't made me nearly as much money. I mean, it's it it's still making me money. Mm-hmm. I got a check from Thirty Rock mm-hmm. the other day, which is that's been off the air yeah, for a decade, time. right? I don't know, um, but acting on in commercials there was a stretch of time where i was the spokesperson for napa auto parts mm-hmm. and i was getting checks every two weeks like i worked at an office job mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were insane they just like just money just rolling in you know and that was nice that was yeah i, n- I never had that. it was like nice that. to have the regularity of that that would be real nice be real nice to be uh to be uh lily from at&t or flow from progressive oh yeah she's yeah but do you think? But flow from progressive. If you were, at, at she's a, got a contract. At a certain she, point yeah. in 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 commercial acting, I don't. I think your stand up might. I don't know if it would suffer. I guess if you're a funny stand up, s- they can't take it away from you. But they might so associate mm. you with that character. You know what's funny is stand up is one of the few things where you can escape that. Yeah. You really can't. I mean, it. I will say. Well, that, is there an example of somebody who's escaped that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, if I don't know, I'd like. I, Ray Romano. He was never a no. He was never a 
big but commercial. I would, I would say, I would say, audition? like, was uh, that show wild? No, I mean, I'm talking about like a spokesperson for like your flow oh, from Progressive, oh, 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 or your Where's the I Beef, or your Joe Azuzu, or you're the most interesting <laughs> man in the world from <laughs> Dos Equis. Right, right, right. You just, you just And you become like, so associated with that character that you. I'm trying to think of how many of those characters were comedians. Most of yeah, them they weren't. weren't comedians. Most of them were. What yeah. about Flo Mr. Whipple? Mr. Whipple was was a good one. Was he? Was he? Was he? You did know, Mr. he? Mr. Whipple? Is that? Please, please don't squeeze the Charmin. Oh, okay. I was I was thinking uh, donuts, but yeah. No, the time Charmin. to make the donut okay, guy. Okay. You're thinking about the the uh, Sam oh, the Breakstone Cottage Cheese guy, but he was also the donuts guy. Oh, was he? All right. Yeah. The same Sam the same Breakstone. act. Sam Breakstone and the right the commercial for the Breakstone Cottage Cheese was the same guy that made the donuts, I believe. Yeah. I mean, the greatest thing would be to to have an anonymous commercial career and con but constant. Well, voiceover is is voiceovers. I mean, McSpadden. Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, well, we had yeah. him on a couple of weeks ago, but he's uh, his voiceover career is not what it used to be. No, no, that's because nobody's it. Yeah, so, yeah. How about that fast talking guy? You got from Federal Express, Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. that's <laughs> going, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's that going awesome. back a long time, that's but amazing. yeah, amazing. Can we talk about Richard Lewis? Oh uh, yes, that's 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 good that you brought that. I he mean, that's he has depression, right? Oh yeah, probably. Oh, but first. more importantly, and more sadly, he's uh, announced on Twitter that he is retiring from stand-up because he has Parkinson's disease. Oh, I know. Uh, terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, he seems in good spirits in the uh, in the uh, video that he made. He's uh, he said, "I'm I got it late in life. You know, he's 75. I mean, yeah. you don't live forever. I mean, 75." Well, the good thing about Parkinson's too is it if takes you, a long if you, time. If you yeah. get and and you can extend, like the first part of Parkinson's mm -hmm. is, uh, is where you're starting to get the symptoms, but it but you don't get into the shaking part. But you can you can extend that part conceivably to the end of your life. Right, especially when you get it late in life, right. that yeah. it's very slow progressive. So you know, there's he could certainly live till ninety. Mm -hmm. Um, I love know, him. And first of all. I mean, nobody lives forever. Uh, although you know, sad, as sad as it is as it is to think about. Yeah. You know. He um, said he's been doing stand up for fifty, 50 years. Oh, fifty plus. Yeah. Fi wow. No, fifty. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess fifty. Said since he was in his mid twenties. Yeah. And um, he said he's very excited because the next season of Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming out. He seems like he's still working, and but just that. Yeah, just not doing stand up. Yeah. I gotta go. Where are you oh, going? Talking about death. I'm meeting a friend out there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, have we uh, successfully depressed you? Snap out of it. I hope suicide doesn't kill me. <laughs> well, snap out of it. Just buck up. Suicide is predatory now. Although, uh, do you I, have anything I, more to add about Richard? Is no, that I just wanted to acknowledge it, just because I love him a lot. Um, I will say this too, and I usually don't agree with Noam, but in this, it, there is one thing. If you do, if you have been close to somebody who has um, died by suicide. And, and by the way, Noam has. Right. He has. Yeah, I a very close friend uh, died by suicide. Yes. And I, um, I also have some people who were extremely close to me who also um, died by suicide. That phrasing it that way doesn't Was it, make... Did we discuss that in the bonus episode for no. people who didn't listen to the main episode? Th th there was a person who wrote an article that's saying saying committed suicide, we should change it to died by suicide because it makes it sound like the person was more of a passive victim of mental illness rather than doing something, selfish. committing a crime or doing something selfish anyway. so And, and for more say. empathy for the victim. But it doesn't take away the horror of it, right? Like, you know, 
have somebody very close to me who shot themselves in the head and somebody else who hung themselves. And so he was sh shot themselves or was shot by suicide? I don't know. I'm, I'm, being, um, I'm being flippant. It's ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. And your friend, I think, um, jumped off a bridge. Is that right? He. That's correct. Depression knocked him off. I mean, no, no, I was being flippant, but, um, well, but, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of being flippant. I'm making a point like you. But he's can, being you flippant can, about his you, own story. You can take this logic allowed. to almost every right. sentence. No, but yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah. agreeing with you yeah, right yeah, now yeah, that it yeah. doesn't change how fucking yeah. horrible it is. And it may or may not just change. And it may or may not change people's perceptions. But it might start a dialogue, I, and I, it I, might change. Well, the diff exactly. the difficulty is words are the easiest things right. for people to latch onto as the problem because mm -hmm. that's the one thing we can all see and go, well, what if we just change this word? But that doesn't generally. No. People are real good at. It's a horrible way to die. Right. Not, however you phrase it, doesn't take away how horrible it is. Better understanding of mental illness, and this applies more than just to suicide because suicide is a small subset of the people who are dealing with mental illness, and like the ultimate bad outcome of it, but it's there's a tremendous number of people who deal with mental illness, and it's good that we talk about it. It's good that we know about yeah. it. Yeah, Sounds very I'm, progressive of you. Well, I'm, yeah, I never said anything <laughs> to the contrary. It's just this obsession with Word. sentence construction yeah. I think is asinine, and I think it's really... Well, I don't know if it's an obsession. It's... it's. I just want to be corrected. I'm talking about... You know, my friend convinces... If somebody corrects you, if somebody corrects you and takes that tone, I would disagree with them. Here's here, yeah. Right, so you, I'm on your side. Well, I'm if the you're one. On the other hand, it's food for thought in terms of how we want to phrase it. I'm the one who corrected you, and I don't think I said it like that. That's the way I hear it when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Anyway. Um. We discussed. Uh, are we? Are we? Have we done a half hour yet? Um, no, we've got a few more I, minutes. I have time flies. Well, with you well, well uh, Noam has to go. Noam, we thank you for sticking around. Noam's been sticking around lately on the bonus episode. He. Um, he's sticking around. Bye. Bye. Say any man. Jason, you are aware we discuss this every week that uh, that Noam bought the McDonald's on Sixth Avenue. I am aware of that. Yes, yeah, I've, so heard, I've heard. I've heard tell. Do you do the Vegas Comedy Cellar? I have not. I have not done the Vegas one. Now Noam's not here, so you can be truthful. Why yeah. don't you do the Vegas? It's been I... a long, long week. And the hotel is so-so. and No, it's it's not that specifically. Uh, with the, all the stuff with the special, I had traveling. I've been traveling as it was. So, like, like it's one of those things where I just have to put in. W the, would you I, do the Vegas room? Yeah, I would do it. Look, I'm not at the point where I wouldn't do a lot of rooms. Uh, and uh, I don't Are know. I, mean, about I would do it once. I, might, we, you know. I mean, I feel like we well, have what, not. Really we, we, did, we discussed it on the main episode. Uh, this is the bonus episode. Okay. Now, as far as Vegas is concerned, look, it's a long week. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> and it could, those walls close in. Yeah. And let me tell you something. You're not even on the Strip. Yeah. So you're like at the Rio Hotel, which is off the Strip. So a little, it, this it, is if a you're little, not there with yeah. people that you know yeah. or that people that you know happen to be in yeah. town that week in Vegas, it can be difficult. Here's the thing with my temperament. So not everybody. It's not for everybody. You'd it's make more money headlining say Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Laugh Factory in Vegas. Yeah, you know, yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the, my thing with my temperament, I can get, n you're not going to tell me that isolation and walls closing in is okay. going to bother. That's that not going to bother me. Okay. You got the now, phlegmatic. I have that. Was, I have that thing. My parents couldn't put me in time out yeah. as punished. You loved it. Oh, that, <laughs> they would come. They're like, you're, time, you're done. And I'm like, mm, I'm not yeah. yet. 
You're I'll, like Brooks. I'll be with you're you. like Brooks from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, you didn't want yeah. to leave. I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I got some stuff I'm taking care of. I'll be with you guys. You're in an a institution, little bit. man. Now, there's stuff at CEO. Yeah, some people can be alone in a hotel room all day long, and and they make uh, they make. A, but you don't have to be alone. I, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to be alone in the hotel room all day. Uh, you hookers can, ain't cheap, you know. Well, but sometimes you invest in a good time, right? No, but so what, 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 were you, what were you suggesting in lieu of being alone in a hotel room? Well, hookers is one suggestion. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Well, you know, you sex workers, excuse me. That's not going to, I mean, unless you're willing to spend a lot more money than you're even making out there. And then there's plenty of stuff to do there. Like you can go into. Yeah, but if you're not with somebody, that you, you'll be doing it by yourself. How many days are you going for? For, oh, you, go, like well, you, go se- you go seven when you go. Seven, you yeah, go seven, really? seven, seven. Okay. Yeah. You go a full seven. So it's not for everybody. And yeah. A lot of people won't do it because for the same money, they could just headline right. three nights. Right. Now, a guy like me who doesn't like the headline because mm-hmm. I get stressed out. Do you? Yeah. I, I'd rather do commercials. Um, yeah. I'm quite quite frankly a jealous of your uh, commercial uh, Thank you. career. Thank you. Thank um, you. I get stressed and nervous when I headline, and so um, we're, we're doing twenty-minute sets in Vegas for me, even though it's longer, is 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 more is more appealing. Yeah. So it sounds like it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, because you get you don't love going for a week, no, or I you don't, don't even really like it. So is the stress of headlining a little bit? It's like, worse. It's, it's worse. worse. I I don't like doing two shows a night. Yeah. Right. I really don't like it. Um, Why don't you like it? I just don't like it. Okay, but I, that I, I just I get I get panicky. I, okay, I, you I, get uh, okay, but if you maybe if you delved into that well, a little we bit, could do you that. Get well, maybe, less maybe, panicky. maybe we could. You know, one one could. Yeah, one just could. To say, I, I don't like it. It makes me panicky, and then to shut it down isn't going to help deconstruct it. Well, and perhaps, but but I've been able to do other things. I've been able to have a career doing one nighters at country clubs and corporate yeah. and so on. Yeah. So I But been, that also had, stresses you out. Had the, uh, we had less so, much <laughs> less so. But uh had uh and had that not been available to me, I don't know. Maybe I'd be out of the business. It's weird. I I have the opposite feel. I get I get more stressed out when it's a one nighter because you have to figure out your audience and right. and perform all in one shot and like I I find that over the weekend I get warmed up to okay. the whole process a little more so in the last night of the weekend is usually one of my favorite nights. I I agree yeah. with you. I just it was the first time I ever yeah. did that because I'm, you know, much more uh n- new than you <laughs> gentlemen are. But I for the first time did um four or five shows oh, that wow, yeah. I um just opening for Modi and mm-hmm. I totally vibed on that that yeah. it's like you know, you first figure out the room, and then you have like four more yeah. shows or five more shows to like actually like get into the groove. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm not asking just to like you know ask of why you don't like doing two shows. Because to me, the, it's because I don't like doing a show where I, in my mind, I've got another show coming up. I want to do a show knowing that this is it. But and what if you do really well on the first show, which you you know yeah, I would that, say then then I'll feel better. But I got to get through that show within my head. I'm thinking about the next show. So I you have a hard time separating the next show. Yes, from I have a hard time separating show. the next show. Interesting. And what if they're what like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, same thing? If it's you, one one one. But yeah. Well, that, then it's 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 doable. But why you're still thinking about the next? No, show. because for some reason when it's the next day, uh, I 
it can you can wipe shut, the slate clean. I can shut it off. Well, that, I mean, the good thing about sleep is it literally is sort of etch-a-sketching you a little bit. It's sort of saying, okay, we're going to organize all these things. We're going to clean up this mess that you've made in mm. your head over the course right. of the it, it, day. Uh, and we're going to clean it up. We're gonna, and you're going to wake up in the morning and you go, oh, yeah, everything's so fresh. Oftentimes that's That's interesting. Case. So, to, yeah. you know, Thursday, Friday, well, I, I've Saturday. Done, I've done it. I've done it. We've two, done two it all. Evening, but... There came a point where I just like I I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, ultimately, ultimately, I think that some level. I mean, you get you you have to do stuff periodically that's not your favorite things to do. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, if you can maneuver where you're making your life. Although that Napa Napa spokesman gig sounds very very good. <laughs> Although I had to do the things I had to sing, I had to, okay, I, like I to mean sing. I had to do all sorts <laughs> of stuff. I had to fake play guitar. I had to do all sorts of wild crazy stuff. But it was good. But it you know that's the whole thing. Anyway, uh, you're you're special once again. Uh, Biscuits and Gravity. Yes. Available uh, April twenty seventh. On, on YouTube. April twenty seventh will be on YouTube. Is dropping. That's a yes, word. Dropping. dropping is the word that we use now because words do evolve as we've discussed. They do. Um, thank you, Jason, for being with us, not just Thanks on the main me. podcast, but on the bonus episode. Thank you, Perriel. Enjoyed thank it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>